0: I always back myself, and it's not easy. Um, I definitely think that I've felt a pressure here the last two weeks that I've honestly never, ever felt in my life, the way it's been lingering on.
1: Subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB sports app.
0: Dadpod. Well, this is a I'm video sure thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. Midlife crisis. Paddy Daddy. Mm, midlife crisis. Howdy, howdy,
1: howdy, howdy. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not
0: What's bad, actually, it?
1: Dadcast with Nivea Men. Try Ireland's number one skincare brand.
2: All right, everybody's very welcome along to the final Dadcast of season three/slash four to be able to work out which it was. Is it season three or season four?
0: I didn't even know we were doing seasons until you mentioned it uh, earlier this season. Well, uh, if we
2: call them seasons, it gives some semblance of a pretense even that it was planned that we take the breaks that we take as opposed to it, you know, just being laziness and an attitude.
3: Like a a preordained structure. Exactly. For one last
2: time, all the dads are here. Nathan is here. Hello. Wow. Dave is here. Hi, guys. Adrian's here. Hey! Nathan, are are you a little bit shook? Did you go out on the piss with the Republic of Ireland Women's National Team last night?
1: No, no, they're professional athletes, so they uh, hopped on the bus and went back home. Where were no, they? Going?
3: No, uh, no, denial that he went down the piss though.
1: There was no, uh, there was no boozing from the players though. I was talking to a few of them afterwards, and they would have loved a pint. I think it's fair to say uh, when they well, were then... sitting through the show. All right, I thought they were allowed to have pints. No, no, no. They, I think uh, they're training again today. They have a full round of uh, some big media day. They're getting presented with the jerseys and their official numbers and all that. And then I think they're off for the weekend. So. They could do what the expect hell they them, want
2: then. Expect them to cause mayhem. Um,
1: exactly.
2: So I brought my kids to, this was the event in the Manchester house last night, and um, it was just really good. It was really good to remember what it's like to be totally excited to meet people who are famous as opposed to like, uh, I mean, I no, no. It's just like, anyway, I came across like a dickhead there. I didn't mean to, but... Um, when you met Nathan, like... Well... That was the exciting part of the evening. Um, two two brief things. Henry McCain comes out and is about to take a picture of me and the kids are like, no. And he's like, oh yeah, fair point. I don't put my kids on social media either. Well, like, you're going to put mine on. So he didn't. Uh, and um, I don't know what people think of that, but um, I'm just not a huge fan of it. And then the other thing was uh, Kelly McCabe signed my middle child's uh, football uh, and she slept with the football last night. That's how excited oh, she was. Wow. Yeah, Sadly. it was like, and she was, because uh, you, you remember it's kind of a slightly nerve wracking thing to ask for your first autograph to the point mm. where her big sister wouldn't do it. She cool. made her do it and now regretted it immediately. It like, oh, oh, so, good, good life lesson there, I think.
1: They much prefer autographs still to photographs. Who? The kids.
3: Not all kids. Well, they don't have phones. So, yeah.
1: Well, that's a fair
3: point. My my eldest is more of a photo guy. I brought him to see the Dublin Hurlers one night, and, you know, you can get onto the pitch of Parnell Park after the game. And it's the night the big goal in that epic in in the sunshine on a Saturday evening four years ago. And he was just beside himself getting pictures with all the hurlers. And I had a pen and paper with me. He wasn't interested. He said, no, no, we need to get more picks, more picks. On the well, social media thing, Jared, it's an interesting one. I think that's just, uh, you know, each to their own. I wouldn't judge people who do put a lot of pictures of their kids up on social media, but, yeah, we've never done it and we never will. I just th- I, my own personal opinion, and obviously be a lot of people who will, that will disagree with it, but is that when they're old enough to decide whether they want pictures of themselves as children on, on the Internet, let them decide at that point.
2: I mean, look. I think it's fair to assume that our kids are going to be of a generation where they put literally fucking everything, up <laughs> and it's going to be like, "Oh my god, well, I can't believe you put that up." And we'll be like, "Oh, I should have." But uh, the ship is sailing
1: anyway. You should have. You should have got out ahead of it and have had all the beautiful family photos up for everybody to see and go, "Oh, they're a lovely family, aren't they? They're very, very nice, normal family." And now your uh, eldest will come out in three years' time, and it'll be just absolute carnage in the background. I'd be like, "Fucking hell, the yeah. what's going on there?" All the fakes. Oh, absolutely. Um,
3: but they yeah, certainly won't you, want pictures of themselves when they're like five years old on the internet when they're in their teens and on whatever no, social media app is de rigueur at the time. No, they won't. Hope I don't he, want they... them to turn around asking me, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is there a picture of me in my swimming togs, aged five, holding your hand on the internet? Take that down immediately. That's what Why I would expect they
2: would encounter. Of me having a shit in our kitchen
3: on the <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Literally in the kitchen.
1: But you're not concerned, Dave, about them turning around to you going, "Dad, uh, I was just listening to this podcast where you described in uh, graphic detail uh, all these things I did when I was five years of age."
3: Yeah, but that's there's no visual pictorial evidence of of that. Look,
2: if um, if people you currently know I couldn't be asked to listen to this, the chances of your kids being yeah. so dedicated to go back and listen
0: there's just the ten not years.
2: We, yeah. spam won't be there.
0: I adopt the same approach that I do to our approach to religion with social media pictures. We're not into it. But if down the line you're into it, you go for it. You were That's... mad into TikTok for a little
2: while there, Adrian, where you were like every every little thing was on TikTok. I mean, not I at all.
0: I, I'm still mad into at... but... TikTok. I'm still mad into TikTok. And I do some of the TikTok filters with the kids. They love it. You know, they're putting themselves into a Disney character, whatever the case might be, uh, but they don't ever they never get posted. Like I'd never put them up on um, no, social just, media. You're not posting yourself on TikTok. That's what I was saying. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> we're not into it. Like,
2: just a little bit, you know,
0: just, I mean, occasionally just to, to get the numbers. My my, uh, will... my TikTok profile is not busy, Jer. I mean, I know you're trying to show <laughs> throw a shade in my direction there. I oh, this works. might
1: get you a few more followers. This might get you a few more followers. You never know. I put them up on Instagram on like the limited one, oh, yeah. so only people you choose can oh, see yeah. it. Okay,
2: sorry. In fairness, I know loads of people who do that, and uh, I mean that actually, I quite like that because then I can, you know, that's kind of now, keeping in touch with people.
1: Like if we put our kids up on Instagram, like are we are we going to are we going to make some cash out of it? Like are we going to be father of the year contenders, and we can be sort of influencers and things like that. <laughs>
2: I mean, you could be that's a it, it's I think of the think of what we're sacrificing for their privacy, the right to get a lot of uh, <laughs> mediocre products from brands we don't actually like. Sounds like a fair trade to me.
1: <laughs> How about these disgusting crisps? Mm, I do love those disgusting crisps. Kids, this is what you get when you work in the media. This is we will literally do anything for a free pack of crisps. Yeah, including selling your soul. Um, we have a lot of correspondence this week.
2: Will I get into it or does anybody want to talk about anything else?
0: please do the the ball didn't get smudged did it that's the one watch out from uh, no it was
2: sharpie sharpie so we were we were well prepared had to buy a new football 30 fucking quid for a new football
1: and they're not great new footballs I was in um, a well known sports shop recently and I was about to buy one of the kids wanted the new Premier League football and fair play to the guy behind the counter who was like see that pile of footballs back there they're all the ones that have been returned today (laughs) you're like is there, every time the new Premier League football comes out, it basically just deflates after about three goals. So uh, wow. there's a long list yeah. of uh, returns. Yeah, they just um, and I have about three or four Premier League footballs out. That's no matter. Is he stuck? Did we lose Nathan properly? So, oh. uh, but you're dead right to buy the football because so twice in the last couple of weeks I've been out in Tala and with the kids and Rovers had a. Sort of end of the season, all the local clubs could bring their teams for free. Uh, they were playing UCD, so they obviously knew they weren't going to get a full house, uh, but they actually packed out a stand with about 4,000 kids. It was the loudest match I've ever been at. And part of it was all the Rovers players would stay around afterwards and sign autographs. And my kids had nothing to get signed except their nice top that they were wearing and thought, you know what, I'm just going to get that signed anyways. And I'm like, what? what? And then last uh, Monday the night, I was out there, and we were walking out, and Stephen Kenny was walking out just in front of us, and there was a lot of public support from the people for Stephen Kenny, and they were all gathering around, and um, one of the kids that was with us went up and got a shoe signed by Stephen Kenny. One of your kids?: Not one of mine. Uh, one of the kids that was in my car, though, which uh, okay. meant, you know, I'm also responsible for his uh, nice new <laughs> brand- new Nike runners have oh. just been signed by Stephen Kenny.
0: Oh. A young John Delaney going around with uh, one shoe off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so the football oh. was a good idea because they'll the kids will just get anything signed.
2: Well, that, yeah, we had, we. I mean, we were actually quite late because there was a big fight about spot wooden who wouldn't get to wear the one proper up to date jersey we have. And um, anyway, we didn't we didn't last. There was an incredible story being told by Amber Barrett's dad about Chrysler and at that stage, my. Uh, youngest was basically falling over and looked like he was going to puke. So, in the middle of this heartrending <laughs> moment of touching him, like, oh, "Excuse me, sorry,
1: oh, I just have to leave." Sorry, oh, trying not to draw attention. No, I missed. I missed. I missed that.
2: Well, that's good. I'm glad it didn't echo all the way up to the front of the screen. But a brilliant night. A great. A great. Like it's good when those things aren't all just the booze companies, because it's good to be able to bring the kids. Not that we don't love the booze companies, we really love yeah. the booth companies too. <laughs> mm, how about that? These Come to our next roadshow with place.
1: with this booze company. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be a mm, lot maybe. of cursing.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, uh, correspondence. Hi, all. Long time listener here. Please don't share my name, particularly if reading the story at the end. <laughs> uh, I've threatened email on numerous occasions on various topics from vasectomies. Currently, three months post op after our second arrived. Post op,
3: Mrs. I like. But he has transitioned from being in a position to readily procreate to no longer being in a position. Yeah. All right.
2: To my absolute agreement with Dave's frustration on child parking spaces, but I said i definitely emailed as there was a struggle topic last week, not pointing any fingers at anyone, Dave. So topics I think would be good to discuss as it's a topic I would like to hear other points of view on hope they help. One, child friendships. Backstory. My nephew, who's 10, came home from his first day of school September and said his old best buddy told him he didn't want to be friends with him anymore and has a new friend now still this has left my nephew feeling somewhat isolated he has made a new buddy over the past year but he was friends with the old pal for years before the summer holidays what do you even do in a situation like that
3: I wonder does he still talk about the old pal like what age did he say he was okay like kids go through friends like sweets we are the same as kids I it's I wonder if he is still being affected by it that he obviously felt a little isolated at the time. He's found up some new and obviously in school he had loads of pals or whatever sports or uh, extracurricular activities he's involved in. He'll be going into secondary school in a couple of years. I wouldn't worry about it too much, but that's it. Just happens a childhood people move classes, they move house. they move circumstances.
2: In this in this instance, that's not what happened. What happened is his is a buddy is sitting at the same table or two tables over and he's found a new friend and you're not invited and it's the the humiliation is daily, hourly,
3: second,
2: second by second. You're looking
3: over at them and it's like, that that should be me. Yeah, I don't know what you can do though. I mean, if you really feel there's a future in the friendship that you could try and manipulate yourself, speak to the other kids' parents and say, look, is there any chance that I could maybe put the two of them together for a play date or just uh, do a you know, is it was Sergio speaking about his wife and her interaction with McElroy that was the catalyst for yeah. them mending I mean, bridges? That's, that's you know, so weird. maybe somebody else can can mediate <laughs> in this situation and see okay. if there's a future. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, like I think that. that's the the option, isn't it? That's yeah. Like like ten is a sort of strange age in that at, at at that stage and like 11 and 10 year olds so you see quite a bit of it like the friendships do get quite deep by then like they it's not just like they've been in school together for six years they're probably on the same sports teams they're probably spending a lot of time together outside of school I would say the best option is who is the f- former friend if we call them that hanging around with now and can you get all of them in together to your house and suddenly make that group a little bit bigger? Obviously, if there's been a total breakdown and the kid in the middle has decided, I don't want to be friends with him anymore and I never want to talk to him again, he's telling his parents, I'm not going around to his house anymore, I'm done. Like That's a difficult position. And then you probably have to get out in front of it and, again, organize playdates with other kids in the class and try and create a new little circle for them. Uh, but it is a incredibly difficult position. I think you hear about it a lot more with girls, it seems, at that age than boys. Boys generally tend to just sort of get on with things, whereas I think with the girls it's probably a bit more. You're not in the gang anymore.
0: When you said uh, who is this new kid uh, in the middle, I thought you were going to go to like uh take the kid out, like start spreading uh, spreading rumours about the kid. That <laughs> angle, uh, but I think Dave's Dave's curve as a, an amazing parent has just it takes it continues to go from strength to strength, and the playdate idea is. An absolute parlor, Dave. That's exactly the way to do. It. You don't even need to address the issue with the other parents. Hey, just wondering if Billy Bob is uh, available for a playdate next week? Bum, 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 And away you go. No, Billy Bob doesn't want to go though. He said uh, we're finished. Stop contacting me. I'm going to
2: get a
3: restraining order.
0: <laughs> did he? Did he? We don't, did he say that?
2: <laughs> he did. Yeah, he said he doesn't want to be friends with you anymore.
3: Yeah, that's why I take a little word with the Billy Bob's parents. Yeah, I like, just saying, look, he, my son misses your son. He loved playing with him. Any chance I could troll them together for play date? And if she says, Oh, look, he's actually just made it clear for whatever reason, like 10 year olds should be treated like any other individual in these circumstances. It may be painful for our listener's son, but children are entitled to choose who their friends are as well. Yeah, just so as easy there.
2: Are. And so. the only other thing I'd say is you need to take it seriously. Like the heartbreak they feel is real. Like, it's
3: no, very 100%, 100%. And that's what something you may have to manage from your side with your child but that other kids entitled to hang around with who he wants also it'll um, probably
0: also come full circle at some point or another definitely my experience kid you kind of flip from group to group for a while you're um like it is hard when it's just one specific mate and there doesn't seem to be a bigger group of them that like that would be a very natural thing that they'd still being in a just company that definitely is hard yeah um you definitely want they, them to to have that ability though to have more than one friend because yeah. there's a lot
2: of eggs in that basket, and to Nathan's point, they they uh the basket does get broke. Um, we had a situation where after crash uh, one of the kids' best mates went to a different school, and we heard about that kid for two years afterwards uh, almost every day, i like to the point where we were getting very concerned. At one stage, it was like is this ever going to stop? Like, so they do make very, 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 very intense friendships from a very early stage. And like, it's not something that we wouldn't have thought was that important really, but actually it kind of slowed down a lot of this other stuff, you know, like, cause if you, if you've known, maybe school or at GA or at gymnastics or wherever you're like, um, okay, it's time to start moving
0: on here, but the heart wants what the heart wants, you know? And as and as much as, like, you could try and get that play date going with Billy Bob, why don't you also try and get play dates going with other kids? You know, like, you can actually actively help the kid out of it as well. Definitely,
2: definitely. And encourage involvement in as many other friends groups that are completely distinct and that don't really have much crossover. So there's always an escape. If one of them does turn on you, like is likely to happen in Irish society. So um, it, it's uh, it's very, um, very complex as the kids would say. Uh, secondly on friendships, I have a four-year-old in crash at the moment. who's become very close with another boy from the town and they have become inseparable. The problem is they beat the absolute crap out of each other and other kids when they're together. Even football, They spend the entire time rolling around and you try to stop it. He says, they're just having fun. I know this other kids' parents which doesn't help my worry that these two will more than likely end up going through all of school together and I don't want my fella turning into a bully. Probably an overreaction
0: to be fair. They're beating the shot out of each other as opposed to other kids.
3: Now he says the they're is, doing it to other kids as well. When they're uh, together- and other kids. yeah, That's not great. And that's the aspect that should be a little worried about. Um Now I think kids do grow out of this kind of stuff as well and boys love to wrestle. Like, my two are, I'll head upstairs to get an item of clothing or something. I'm only out of the room 30 seconds. When I left the room, they were drawing and when I arrived 30 seconds later, they're in the other, on the other side of the room, in a corner, on top of each other and there's a full-scale wrestling match ongoing and, as soon as I go, ah, lads, they both of them will immediately turn around. I go, we're only messing. We're only playing. It's fun. We're having fun. No one's going to get hurt. And if, as long as no one does get hurt, I'll just let them at it for, sometimes they go on for bloody 25 minutes.
2: Oh, yeah, they're not going to happen. Yeah.
3: But as long <laughs> as no one's throwing any dodgy digs or nasty elbows, I'm happy with it. But it's when there's a third party involved. Like, it's, it's I've no problem with my two kids picking on each other but I don't want them doing it to somebody else's child and that's why I would understand that if this parent is a little bit worried about that aspect of it because you don't want your child being the one that maybe doesn't get invited to parties or playdates or whatever gathering it might be because he's perceived to be the rough one or that he has upset other children to the point where they actually don't want to spend any time with him because not every child loves the rough and tumble as much as the other you just have to be mindful of it Mm
2: Yeah. I don't think they're going to be buddies. You just need to be careful. Mm. Okay. Last one. Materialism and kids. As mentioned, my son has only four in crash, but it's already starting with shoes and jerseys in particular. If another boy has a jersey, he wants one. The latest being a basketball jersey. Likewise with shoes. One boy's shoes have three stripes. I guess mine don't. How do I crush this early to stop it being a thing? Best the luck.
3: Uh, you can't. That's just the way it is. But you just, you're just just restricted to birthdays and Christmas and special occasions. So like my son or one of them will see um, some club has just launched their new jersey for next season. Oh, can I get that jersey? I'm like, absolutely, 100%. Put it on your list for your birthday. No, that list now has 87 items on it. But... No problem. And that, and that ends the conversation. Like, no problem. They put it on their list. They can move on. It's when you start just like every time you go somewhere, they end up coming home with something or a new kit or a new jersey. Yeah.
2: I'll That's tap, anyway.
3: completely falling over them and leading them down a, a, a dark path where it becomes habitual and they just expect everything now.
1: Um, I think as they get older, it gets easier around the big stuff to do that, to say, okay, hold on to your." your birthday or save up your money and you know ask your grandparents for it's your birthday to get you that thing. As they get a bit older, they try to want stuff every day. Like, you know, Tuesday is a special occasion and it might it's not 50 quid. It's just something for like six quid. And then tomorrow it's something else for like a fiver. And the day after that, it's something brand new that some school has and a new type of suite or something that you only get in one shop and I need to get that as well. And yeah, there's no patience for that. So that's the bit I find now is the two lads get a bit older, it's just a constant the small stuff, all of the time. Mm. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme, gimme.
0: On the previous point, uh, like, I don't know what this has this person given any indication as to how they're currently dealing with the thumping and uh, kicking the shout out of each oh, other? Oh.
1: you go back, back, are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how the show works, yeah. <laughs> well, you just hop around, it's like, we don't follow it. I was just like, literally following thought. you. Come on, anyway. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Did they, did, did they give any indication as to how they're currently dealing with the scenario?
3: Yeah, they, they, whatever I read out. I don't <laughs> think they said they uh, were dealing with anything about when it. You like try, when
2: you try to stop it, he says they're just having fun.
0: Yeah, like I think that you have to. So I've seen like some of this go on, and I don't know if it doesn't seem quite as targeted as uh, maybe our our um, correspondent is saying in this one like as in it's happening all the time but I have seen it happen with kids and I have seen the parents do nothing about it and I have sat there in judgment and said (laughs) hang on a second you've got to tell the kid that that's not the right thing to do like like you do have to do that and you have to um, so like our 18 he's 18 months old so obviously he's doing whatever the hell he wants to do at the minute but that does involve punching people in the face uh, regularly Um, so like I'm not going to let that go on without him. He, he knows now, if he does it um, with me particularly, that he will get given out to and he'll sit back and he'll sort of take stock for a second. That could end up in tears. It could end up in a smile. It could end up him just ignoring me and carrying on with life. But it does have to be taken on. Like, I don't think it's an option to just say, well, that works out. I do think take it on there and then. If that's not working, take it on later in the day away from the heat of battle. But like, I wouldn't be happy if that kid was thumping my kid, and the parents were doing absolutely nothing about it.
2: No, uh, and certainly we we've seen that happen, um, and we're not happy when it happens. But you kind of, I, I can't understand it. Like, and so that's the bit where it's gone too far when it's not fun. These these two are both willing participants, and it's fun. But the bit where it's like, you know, uh, it's gone
1: too far. Both parties getting involved. Yeah, I think as well you have to. You know, take ownership of your own kid there because there might be a temptation if the two of them are at it and it's maybe your kid and somebody else's kid, and you're like, Well, my kid's a, a good lad and your man's the ringleader in this, and sure, my lad's only doing it because he's there. Like everyone looking in from the outside just thinks they're both little pricks.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Look, what it's like anything. That's, as soon as you know, as soon you, soon you as
1: removing it, your child from us.
3: As soon as one participant in something is no longer enjoying it, the line has been crossed. So it doesn't matter whether it's a third party or it's one of the two kids involved, the two mates. As soon as someone's no longer having fun, it's the exact same with my two, And I'll keep a close eye on it. And I say, right, well, as soon as someone says, no, stop, or I'm, that hurts, or I'm done, yeah. that plug, the plug has to be pulled on it straight away. So, but it happens so regularly that I got to the point where I just said, okay, lads, and I'll go over to where this wrestling match is still going. And I'll say to them, I don't care whose fault it is if this ends in a fight. Both of you are being punished equally. Both of you will lose your screens for the evening. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You're both now from this point on willing participants in this wrestling match. This is the line. Both of you agreed to step over it. If the younger guy gets thumped and he comes over to me crying, doesn't matter. He gets punished just as much as the older guy. This is your chance to decide now. You don't want any part of this. Once you make your decision, make your own bed. And it generally works. They do are, they're gentle enough with each other that no one actually ends up getting hurt because they know if they do they and even then they won't come over to me they'll just like yeah. weep in the corner it's what you want bottle it up
2: <laughs> at some point at some point later though uh, one of them will turn into Joker and just like they'll be the ones who just want to watch the world burn it's like yeah I don't care take my screens <laughs> right last one from this same email which has been excellent so far when we went to the hospital on our first, thinking it was time, we were initially sent home to the contractions were much closer. On the way home, my partner asked me to pick up takeaway to try the old hot curry brings-on labour trick. What are the other rumours uh, that you can do to bring on labour?
0: <laughs> Adrian's probably the best yeah. man to ask about that. Well, if you were outside, Jerry, if you were out and about. Hey. Hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> Adrian on the camping trips.
3: <laughs>
1: I go camping <laughs> man, this I weekend. Have. Whoa. Yeah, Is
0: this, this become a euphemism for something? Is, uh...
1: No, no, I am I am I am going camping this again.
0: And have you got your plans all mapped out? I am, well, I am, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Go on.
1: Jeez. What the fuck? Are <laughs> so you
2: telling us you're going to be trying no, a little bit of uh, No, I'm not. Mentors. I'm
1: I'm, uh, I'm I'm making it clear to the campsite I'm saying that there'll be no such shenanigans <laughs> going on. That, uh, uh,
3: I don't fun. know
1: what it, I don't you're know what Irish. Adrian Barry's dogging spots are, but well, did they do they ask you could for make confirmation
3: of that before you arrive. Well, yet.
1: I'd say after uh, after Adrian uh, <laughs> after the oh. last podcast, every every campsite is now wary of anyone <laughs> from Dadcast uh, <that> appearing. <laughs>
2: Let me go back to the email here. We got home eight and then maybe two hours later the contractions were much shorter so we were back in. She'd opted for an epidural to help with the pain so obviously couldn't feel anything. When we were mid-delivery she started to ask if she'd done a number two while pushing which was one of her bigger fears. Of course I said, no, no, you're perfectly fine which was the truth. Look at you sniggering and laughing there, Nate. What (laughs) what bit triggered you there?
1: Uh, Just the the fact she's asking him this. I'm wondering what his...
2: We'll never know. Now, no, no, you're perfectly fine, was the tr- which was the truth, to which she replied, I have, I can smell it. She got a laugh from the nurses, etc. But nope, no sign, all good, they assured her. Through the various pressure pushes in a 25-minute delivery, she continued to ask and mention the smell, to which every time we all assured her she hadn't. Finally, the baby arrived, and the nurses and midwives left us to ourselves. She then asked again, did I really not do it? And I knew I had to tell her the truth to put her mind at ease. It was me. I was farting the whole way through the delivery after the curry, but didn't want to admit it to a room full of nurses and doctors. Needless to say, she didn't see that, but I thought it was hilarious. Keep up the great work. Great to have you back in the feed. Don't mention my name.
3: I don't think the room of nurses and doctors needed you to admit it openly for them to know that it was you that was opening your, persistently opening your lunch at the other end of the operation they must have thought he was some right scumbag during the delivery of that child. <laughs> as if their job as midwives and consultants and doctors wasn't difficult enough, but the father is in there beside the mother to be like pumping and trumping throughout. Good God.
1: Oh, well also like there's, there's a lot of things that you probably end up nearly having to apologize for during the labor and your general uselessness, but like you're what the stress that his partner was going through thinking that this was happening. But actually, and yet he continues the calls. <laughs> well, like he can't, he can't help it either.
3: Well, he can Like have a little bit of restraint. Of
2: and you can probably uh, go out of the room for a minute. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. gonna... if he's had the courage the night before, he could be in a spot of bother. Like so,
2: <laughs> no, I was on the way. It was in between. That was the anyway. you okay. we were too busy thinking about the other thing. Uh, hi, Jared. Just wondering, has any of the dadcast shows been announced yet? Perspective dad here. I've been binging on the shows recently. That's from Christo sliding into our DM. Somebody else. This morning on uh, Off the Ball AM, asking, is there any sign of a live show? When are we have EP
0: been in touch? Are we booked in yet?
1: Not with No. Me. We're no, not I think have to go a...
0: begging, are we? So well, I think we didn't get EP a... last year.
2: I think we should do um, a small show in Dublin city centre sometime in November. That that be of interest to our, our users and listeners? Adrian's frozen there. Good timing. Uh, ball.com. And we had a link to register your interest, and we have a couple hundred people. So that's probably enough. Is, it, is Adrian
1: dead?
3: He is dead. Frozen okay. solid. Wait, wait. He's trying to
1: get back in. I'm letting him back he's in. Doing. Okay. He's reappearing. We're going to have two Adrian Barrys, which is a definite concern. Tree,
0: wow. How oh, are you, Adrian? Yeah, your laptop laptop uh, ran out of juice. I
2: mean, now all our our users have got your uh, direct direct hotline to your email address.
0: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> <gonna be> signing, <laughs> signing up for every type of I mean, porn bot in the world. <laughs> Crypto <laughs> the
1: username already in What? The... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We let it out. We uh, <laughs> <Irish stockingspots.com. laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Just to be clear, yeah, that was, I was offering, drink. and it's off the ball, it's off the ball email is used as well.
2: Yeah, no, we're sponsored. Hey, there you go. Uh, right, hi lads. First time caller, a long time listener, etc. Emailing is the father of a two and four year old, is trying to nail down a smooth, efficient bedtime process. At the minute, we get the bedtime routine rolling in around half six. Bowl of cereal slash snack up the stairs, then for a bath if they're having one. Jammies, teeth. First book in the two-year-old's room with the four-year-old there. Then he gets put in the cot after a glass of milk, followed by book in the four-year-old's room, milk and bed, writing. It appears efficient, but each step is a battle. Racing around with them, holding jammies, making empty threats about there not being a book if you don't do X, Y, or Z. In the next minute, generally working through their stalling tactics, thirst, toilet, bad dreams, general streams of thought, teddy change needed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Typically drags on till seven thirty or eight. It seems like a foolishly long process. Part of me can guess the advice, solid routine, firm boundaries, etc. But I'm eager to hear any suggestions and would also just appreciate general stories about how bad your kids are at going to bed to reassure me that my lads are not awful children and we aren't awful parents. Love the pod and all the off the ball stuff. I would prefer if my name wasn't read out on the show. Thanks, a mil. Michael.
1: John. <laughs> <laughs> I should I... just make up plenty for those now.
3: Well, yeah, but the, the, you'd did, did get confused and give the real name. Adrian and Nathan still have quite young children, so do you want to try to take that up?
1: Uh yeah, we're um we've been going through a bad spell with the youngest. Um though the uh reward chart of the last few weeks has certainly improved things. So she used to be great for going to bed for a while and then decided that she was scared. 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 Somebody has to stay upstairs. If anyone goes downstairs, She's running downstairs 50 times a night. She's going to bed at quarter date and at 10 o'clock, she's still awake running downstairs. Um, and it was driving everyone demented to the stage of whoever was staying upstairs was probably just going to bed at nine o'clock. Um, because, you know, it was the only way of keeping her in bed. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, teacher's reward chart seems to be doing a bit of business. Like the, uh, you know, get your five stars, you get a little treat at the end of the week. It's definitely improving things. And she seems a bit more comfortable now staying up there by herself. But again, like that's its a phase. She'll get out of it, but then she'll enter some other phase,
3: I'm sure. Well, the yeah. stalling tactics don't change. They still happen. Can I get a drink? Can I get a second story? Can you sing me a song? Can I get an extra teddy? Can I change my PJs? Two more, minutes. I have Two more minutes. Two more minutes. And on and on and on it goes. But I, to our listener, the older they get, the better they get because they're wrecked and they just want to go to sleep at, at some point. Um, it sounds to me like he's got it down, really. I think he's been a bit harsh on himself. He seems to have the routine in place. For him yeah. to start the bedtime process at half six with a snack while they're still downstairs, and for it to yeah. generally be wrapped up by 7.30 is pretty good going.
2: yeah. yeah. I think they're doing really good stuff there. It's just about trying to cut the gaps between you get, it's like um you can't do, you try anything new and you're shit at it for a couple of months. And then like three months in, all of a sudden it's an hour instead of two and a half hours. And you're getting back down before eight o'clock and you get that part of the evening to yourselves. And you feel like, Oh, we are the best parents in the world. The one piece of advice, don't get drunk on a Friday night and have another baby. Get the snip. That's it. Uh, like
1: two is <laughs> magic Cheers. number. Sierra's closing argument. Yeah. We've uh,
0: uh we, you were camping, Jared, is that what you were saying? You went camping and things got out of hand?
2: No, no, no. Just uh we we thought that we we and one stage I was like, I wish I had a fourth. Like that was like vaguely in my thinking. And um like, well well if you just tap yourself on the shoulder and go, I'm just gonna, gonna snip straight away. Like third one, third bun in the oven,
0: snip snip it's enough uh, our youngest one is in a great routine sort of comes up plays around with the other two for a little bit takes the bottle uh lying down in our bed and conks out by and large unless they've had too much sleep that day and with the other the elder two we just sort of leave them we were in the habit of doing that thing that nathan's describing there where you go up and you end up sort of in the bed one of them and we're certainly having some of that scared stuff now which is a complicating factor that is becoming an increasing factor and obviously then you Kind of respond to it more, I guess the desired reaction, and then it's um, the rolling ball. But um, we have sort of devolved responsibility for to the elder two about going to bed to themselves. So, uh, you know, put on their PJs downstairs, brush your teeth, hope you're going out, and you can play around for 10, 15 minutes, half an hour, depending on what time it is. Do whatever you want. Any shouting or roaring, you'll be uh, requested to uh, go into your chamber individual chambers immediately. Otherwise, play away for that length of time. And um, it has it has some good success. They're much more collegiate because they feel as if they're kind of getting away with something than they would normally be where they're kind of tearing the heads off each other. And it's generally, by and large, working. Like, we're not in the middle of it, where at all possible. So um, that's a, an added, slightly uh, added benefit. And it's kind yeah. of working out. But like again, like we say about everything, it'll work for now. And then in three or four months time, some other shit will come into the picture and we'll have yeah. to figure it. Up. That's really good though. You're getting, you
2: like getting the independence bit done and they're thinking about it themselves. Like we definitely uh, are back in a situation where everybody's staying up too late, like way too late. They're reading and they're reading into like the youngest was still reading the other half 10 and has been brain dead ever since the whole week because of it. Um, so you just want to try and embed the best possible patterns and make them love their bed and make them like comfortable and feel safe there. And if you've got to get one of those night lights that is like the one that, you know, whatever you, you can do to get them into that routine, I think they're doing great work there.
3: It's the time of year, though, that everything's getting out of hand. Like, it's just so easy when you're watching something to go, ah, look, the, their last week of school, they'll be grand. They've no homework to do after school tomorrow. They'll be grand. It's still bright out. They'll be grand. They're only reading. They'll be grand. Um, routines go out the window now for the next eight weeks, summer holidays and all that. I'm not. I'm. I'm not of a mind to be overly strict or stringent now. When we get to this time of year, and try not uh, to lose
0: yeah. the small one-off stuff. I find as well, like because there is a temptation where they've broken from the routine for a night, and you're so adamant that you know this <laughs> come hell or I water, this routine's got to be the routine. Like, give yourself a break for a night or two. Um, obviously, by the third night, lose your shit and come out with them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, that's good advice for basically everything. Try to give them a fucking break, like they're only kids. Um, you know, he says, about to go on holidays with them all, hoping that, like, the you know, previous experiences are not future indicators of performance. I know Dave has to go here, but I've got one last, um, Message. Hello, Jer and Co. Jer. I was going to say hello to you on Grafton Street last night, but said I'd leave it off as you looked under pressure with all the kids and head to toe Irish gear and no doubt in support of the girls in green. We, that was exactly where we were going, Dave. Thanks for that. First time parents, fingers crossed, all going well. Incoming in September. Best of luck. What equipment would you and the dads deem necessary or unnecessary in acquiring before the new arrival comes? Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, uh, the thermometer, the digital thermometer, that's absolute must if anybody is asking for you or if they can buy you something, get that. You do not need, unless you want to look like hipster dads, one of the expensive baby borns. They're like complete waste of money. I'd say you use it once or twice. They're kind of uncomfortable. You do look amazing. Is that the Do you feel like,
3: yeah. Yeah, we bought yeah. one, never use it, no once i use I use it for two or
2: three times, and i mean, I don't know, but you do like oh, look at me, I'm a father, I have a baby, I'm amazing, look at me, yes, I want you all to look at me because i I'm a father, I have a baby, and my baby born, mm, look at me, I have a baby Ooh, this baby well like fucking you know you like was it which one was crying, and which one sh- crying was the, the body, and what was the little thing in the teenage Mutant ninja turtles just oh, over my head. I
3: can't no, I remember I crying was the little.
2: The brain the, in the actual body.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, uh, I see some dads wear it all the time. Joe Lloyd of uh, off the ball fame is a new new dad, and he. I I often see him out around his. Uh, yeah, and he looks. Joe looks per, oh, very sorry, happy. Yeah, yeah. I've I often seen buy- him. Pound in the streets of oh. Colester and he looks happy and the baby looks happy and everyone's winning there so it, uh, each to their own I I just couldn't have been bothered I found the whole rigmarole of getting the baby into it and I was very worried the baby was going to fall out of it and get the strapping and right and particularly on my own yeah. if I didn't have someone to like zip me up at the back kind of thing I yeah. just was okay. like nah buggy'll I do was, yeah
2: you yeah. make it seem yeah. like I was calling that Joe there Dave but I definitely wasn't I have no no, at all.
0: we got loads <laughs> okay. of use out of bars by the way Loads of use, like, Did you? Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We got quite
1: that's... a bit of use out of ours as well. Um, my I had the same issue with Dave in that it will be incredibly handy when you're by yourself because, as you that maybe, but I also have two hands that can do other stuff as well. I look at me doing all these things, um, that constantly of all right, I put this on myself. Have I attached, yeah, yeah I'm basically doing a bungee jump here and attaching all the stuff, but it's the child who's going to fall out, but uh, yeah, no, I think we. Again, it probably depends on your life situation and where you're going to be going and how you're going to be doing things. That If you get into the habit of using it, it's pretty easy to use.
3: What else does he need? Uh, you yeah. obviously need to change. Bottle, bottle warmer. Bottle warmer. Bottle warmer. The electric one if if possible, yeah. to sterilize it. We didn't have that until we had our second kid. I think. Absolute game changer. Just has everything done in no time at all. Um, changing station, obviously, which is great where you can just keep all the different bits and bobs in the same place. Um, one of those. Don't
1: maths. get, don't get anything that's going to alert you in the middle of the night that your child might be dead because it hasn't moved in two minutes.
3: Oh
2: no, 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 no! Absolutely, the monitor, the, like a normal monitor. Do not get that it. one that's like, yeah, yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. obviously a monitor. Get a video monitor and keep it until the kid is about ten or eleven. That will learn. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Somebody did yeah. have one of those
0: in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right don't 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 uh, don't over, overload yourself with shite like no do what you need see <laughs> what you go if you can borrow some stuff if you're thinking about making an investment and you know somebody who has something and you can borrow it for a few days give it a go see if you use buy, it buy secondhand shit as much as you possibly
2: yeah. can whatever no, I mean, you, you
3: can and done deal and all those places yeah uh,
2: and also when people ask you oh can we help anything like yeah um, baby grows from for like six month olds because like You'll need them quicker than you actually think. Just a reminder for everybody, by the way, um, we're very grateful for this. DadCast is in partnership with Nivea Men. Want to feel great in your skin? Nivea Men has you covered from sensitive, tailored skincare to cleansing and anti-age. Try Ireland's number one men's skincare brand. We wouldn't have had this season if it hadn't been for Nivea Men. So uh, it's been it's a been, uh, total smash getting the band back together. We might do this Last, again.
3: Maybe.
1: Let's see. A- Whoa. Let's, let's that, be non-committal. We don't want to make promises.
2: That, that oh, We should do the live show. So me. We? we should do EP again. Let's get, come on, EP. Well, we could probably sort out Electric Picnic, but we should do our own live show.
3: Right? At least with a lot, our own live show, everybody who's there has actually come of their own They're vision. on purpose. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to. Just happening to be there. Yeah.
2: All right. All right. We shall leave it there. It's been, uh, as I said, emotional. com. See you next year, next season, whatever. Bye. Dadcast with Nivea Men.
1: Try Ireland's number one skincare brand.